Hello, listener. You're tuned in to New Game Plus, the internet's 55th leading gaming podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And your co-host, Antonio. And guys, we kind of have a treat for you guys because we're trying something a little different. We're trying to up the quality of the podcast. But don't worry, our top 10 list of 2019 is coming. But we want to take a step to the right and talk about know something that i think is kind of overlooked well i don't want to say overlooked but not really talked about a lot now in the gaming industry and we want to talk about voice acting mm-hmm. specific specifically we want to talk about our favorite performances in video games and you know for a lot of people this is going to be a really hard list honestly it's it's one of those i i realized two things one i didn't really pay a lot of attention to vocal performances when I initially played games. And two, I also tend not to play a lot of games with vocal performances, at least not recently. That's a, that's an interesting way to, place to come from, actually, because me personally, like uh, performance has been a huge factor in my games because, you know, I've been playing games a long time and I really gravitated towards the ones that actually had voice acting. So, you know, it's something I kind of grew like an ear for. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like it, it was for me more of a it, voice acting and stuff just gets integrated to the story for me so when I when I tell somebody oh yeah no this story is great it's so immersive and good like I'm sure the voice acting and the script comes into it but not like anything I've explicitly ever thought about hmm interesting yeah well to me because you know I consider video game voice like no different than actual voice acting because you know you still gotta you, you gotta give the performance of your life if you want to give out a good product oh absolutely so, ac- absolutely and you know shout outs to every voice actor we get really name here because for this episode me and antonio will talk about three performances we particularly loved and these are by no means like the best ones but these are the ones that we really wanted to like showcase mm-hmm and for the record, this is going to be in no particular order because God knows we wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is not us saying that these voice actors are the best voice actors in uh, voice, you know, gaming vo- voice acting because, spoiler alert, we don't have Troy Baker or Nolan North on this list. Yeah. No, mean, honestly, if that was the case, like, we'd have, it'd be nothing but, you know, a Troy Baker show. Yeah, honestly. Or, um, oh, who voiced... Uh... Who voiced Crom? He, he's the guy on Critical Role. Uh, Matt Mercer. Oh, yeah, or Matt Mercer. Mm-hmm. But we are, I'm, we actually shared each other our examples, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it and hear what we talk about. So why don't mm-hmm. I go first? Of course. All right. So for the one, the first uh, performance I want to showcase is one that, you know, it's from the Mass Effect series. And for me, always and forever, my shepherd is Femship. I, you know, I gravitate towards having a female shepherd from the game I play through, and Jennifer Hale does a fantastic performance throughout all three games. It really makes you feel like this person is the commander of a of, of their own team, and it, it's just really good. And throughout the entire series, you get to see the changes to the character, and Jennifer Hale does a great job of portraying that. So I first want to play a clip from Mass Effect 3 of Shepard basically giving a speech to his his crew. So let's go ahead and play that. 
This war has brought us pain and suffering and loss. But it's also brought us together as soldiers, allies, friends. This bond that ties us together is something the Reapers will never understand. It's more powerful than any weapon, stronger than any ship. It can't be taken or destroyed. The next few hours will decide the fate of everyone in the galaxy. Every mother, every son, every unborn child. They're trusting you, depending on you to win them their future. A future free from the threat of the Reapers. But take heart. Look around you. You're not in this fight alone. We face our enemy together, and together, we will defeat them. Alright, who's ready to get the war, guys? Let's go get them! <laughs> Holy crap, like, I don't know about you, but if you were not, like, motivated to save the entire galaxy from these... Sh alien ships that turn people into goo then i don't know what will like that for me felt like on a similar level as to like the independence day speech like it was it was like just like that level of of hoorah that is the that is a good comparison right there so i just want to give a shout out here because on the you know talk about this the person the video i played here is from a person named simon genius one they did change the music a bit because as good as the original game was i kind of felt like the actual score underlying it was a little lacking so that wasn't the original actual footage but oh, still huh. yeah you wouldn't be able to tell though that was the case yeah no that was beautifully scored i you could have fooled me mm -hmm. so yeah like listening to her delivery of this commander rallying her troops it, it jennifer I, like this is this is kind of new for us because this is the first time we talk about you know performances but man it just gives me shivers it makes me think of all those years of playing the mass effect series and it, it, it's just a fantastic performance mm -hmm. all, right. all right so antonio what's your first performance you want to showcase so the first one that I want to showcase is from a voice actor that is kind of close to my heart. Um, he, he actually is it because he came to your wedding? It's because he came to my wedding. Um, so I, I got to give him a shout out first. Um, Sean Chiplock, uh, a.k.a. the voice of Mishima Yuki in Persona 5. Um, I loved his performance as Mishima. Sean Chiplock also voices Rivali, who was also another close performance in my choice, but I didn't want to have him twice. So I was like, okay, between the two, which one really hit me more? And his little speech as Mishima towards um, the crowds of people at the end of the game um, was super, super inspiring. It, it's, there's a lot of things obviously that get me like really emotional and, and like really invested in a game. But one of the major weak spots for me is like knowing that everybody is cheering for you and supporting you. That will always get me in the heart. Um, and this 
speech was the start of that. So, all right. So this is from. Oh, by the way, some of these mic in the spoiler territory. Sorry about that, guys. But um, yeah, this is from Persona Five, and basically, this is all your confidants coming to light. Mm-hmm. Take it down, Phantom Thieves! Come on! Why do you think they risked their lives all this time? Damn it, you guys! Snap out of it! When will you stop running from the truth? Phantom Thieves. Yes, the Phantom Thieves! Phantom Thieves! Phantom Thieves! Phantom Thieves! Phantom Thieves! Phantom Thieves! Can you hear us? Let's go, Phantom Thieves! Let's go, Phantom Thieves! And then, of course, the ending. Like, like I realize that with a lot of my voice choices that one scene tends to not, not really do them justice, but it was the longest amount of, like, them speaking consistently um, that I could find. But, like... Mm-hmm the whole spiel afterwards with like your confidants and everything and everybody showing each other, like how you've affected them and how they've grown. Um, and just all of their support welling up for you was like the perfect pinnacle. It, it, it was 100% persona and I loved every single minute of it. Like I remember it was, when I got to this scene, the very first time that I played this, I was, I think it was like two in the morning or something. Cause at this point oh, I was, man. It, it was one of those games, you you know, the, you know, when you get to that point in the story and you're just like, I, I don't need to sleep. I need answers. And so you're just like, I've got to be close to the end. I just gotta, yeah, I'll just finish it now. Like I, I do that so much with so many games, um, <laughs> but persona five was definitely one of them. Definitely Mishima was like one of the one of the highlight confidence of the game and shout out my like huge props to Sean for just his range of like the desperation you feel for the character trying to, to rally to wake everyone up and get them to support his friends, you know, his, his people that he's been caring about this whole time. Yeah, you like, really like feel that, that in the performance. Yeah, that that particular line, the line that gets me in that whole thing is like, when will you stop running from the truth? Because like I can, I feel like he's just ready to like tear up and like break down and just be like, you know, come on guys, what the hell's wrong with you? And it, at that it is point, full on anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it is a hundred percent anime, but I, I'm, I'm a sucker for the anime. Everybody, you know, teams up and and supports each other. I, I love that. I eat that up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, big, big old kudos to Sean Chiplock. Way to go, Sean Chiplock. All right. So for I'm I'm debating which one to go with next on this one. So I want to I want to say leave the parenting for last. OK. All right. So my next performance is one by let me make sure I got the name correct here. This is. Lori Allen as the boss and Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. My oh. absolute favorite game in the series, and I'm sure I'm not alone. 
I mean, I'm more of a two fan, but three was really honestly two does have its merits. Two has its merits, but honestly, the only voice acting I can remember from two was like, you know, I need scissors 61. Whereas with Metal Gear Solid 3, I can remember speeches, and this was the speech. This was the speech. So let me let's set it up here. So Lori Allen plays the boss. Snakes or big boss. No, the person who would be Big Boss's mentor. This is the person that practically raised him as a child, taught him everything she knew, and throughout and from the beginning of the game, you you know she betrays America. She's a lot allied with the Russians, and you're just trying to figure out what, why, now why betray your country, and this is the like the final. This is the um, the dialogue before the final battle with the boss, and. You know, I, I just gotta go ahead and play it because this will speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Life's end, isn't it beautiful? It's almost tragic. When life ends, it gives off a final lingering aroma. Light is but a farewell gift from the darkness to those on their way to die. I've been waiting, Snake. For a long time. Waiting for your birth, your growth, and the finality of today. Boss. Why are you doing this? Why? To make the world one again. The world used to be whole. But with the end of the Second World War, the philosophers began to fight amongst themselves, and the world was torn apart. The Cobras, my comrades, who trained and fought alongside me, were torn apart as well. The foibles of politics and the march of time can turn friends into enemies just as easily as the wind changes. Ridiculous, isn't it? Yesterday's ally becomes today's opposition. And this Cold War? Think back. When I was leading the Cobras, America and Russia were fighting together. Now, consider whether America and Russia will still be enemies in the 21st century. Somehow I doubt it. Enemies change along with the times, the flow of the ages, and we soldiers are forced to play along. I didn't raise you and shape you into the man you are today just so we could face each other in battle. A soldier's skills aren't meant to be used to hurt friends. So then what is an enemy? Is there such a thing as an absolute timeless enemy? There is no such thing, and never has been. And the reason is that our enemies are human beings like us. They can only be our enemies in relative terms. The world must be made whole again. The philosophers must be reunited. I will devote my skills to that purpose. And with the Colonel's money, I will achieve that end. Just as I once created the Cobras. They are my family. I may no longer be able to bear children, but I still have a family. Like, how do you not, like, just feel in, 
awe of this character by the end of that speech. It it's it says a lot because it's like I I listen to that speech and I'm just like, this is just classic Kojima. <laughs> oh yeah, like this is this is it. Like it, it's this one is of classic those... Kojima without being it without it being a joke. Yeah, like like there's two things that classic Kojima are. There there's absolutely off the wall, but then there's like the the speeches that sound so human and so real that even though you know that this game is a work of fiction inspired by historical events, it kind of makes you think this could have happened. Like, 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 you know, this could have just actually been an operation and nobody knew. And Lori does a fantastic job of like, Turning the boss into this near mythical figure who's so, you can just feel the complexity in your voice. You can feel every bit of like question or any bit of torture that really that's internal for this character. Mm-hmm. Like you feel the voice, inner conflict. Yeah, her her voice is the boss. Mm-hmm. Like just plain and simple. Which made me really upset to see it in Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, because uh, didn't they switch voice actors? No, what happened? Okay, I'm going to... Spoiler quick, territory. Quick spoiler here. You find an AI with the boss's voice, and it turns out to be an AI based on the boss. Mm. Yeah. Wait, was, that, was that 5 or was that Peace Walker? Because I remember Peace Walker doing that, and that was... And that continues in 5. Oh, okay. Yeah. But no, like, just that speech alone is just something that will stick with me. It's probably the biggest thing that will stick with me, like, years after playing that game. Mm-hmm. Like, for you, uh, this speech is Metal Gear Solid. This is Metal Gear Solid's best. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, I, 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 I was, like, debating whether or not to have this or a David Hayter uh, speech, but I had to go with this one. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your next one, Antonio? Um, so my next one is from a game that I have shilled for how many episodes? Dear God. <laughs> oh God, I lost count. I lost count. It's between yeah. this and your other and your other one. Yeah, you right. I mean, uh, so um, I know I know at least a couple of people who are gonna like swoon over this, but it it has to go to the voice actor for Emmett Selk in Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Um, Renee Zogger. Yeah, Renee, Renee Zogger just absolutely kills it. So um, in case you haven't watched the two Shadowbringers episodes that we, we did, uh, quick synopsis, um, Emmett Silk is essentially the main villain in Shadowbringers, and he is an Asian, a an immortal being that is unbound by time or space. Um, And he essentially, his role in the story of Shadowbringers is essentially to be a smart, witty asshole uh, (laughs) to string you and your party along because you have no choice but to kind of go with his plan because like, oh yeah, you guys want to destroy these creatures and and save the world yeah you know what go go do that absolutely 
go do that. That's exactly what I want. Go, go do the thing. In fact, I'll join you. And, and so he joins you and, you know, always gives you smarty quips or. I've been told he is a sassy grandpa. He is indeed. He is a sassy grandpa. And like, there's this throughout talking to him, you get this feel, you finally get to, you pick it up in his body language. You pick it up in his speech as witty as he is. He's also tired. He's just tired because he's shouldering this burden that, you know, kind of getting into spoiler territory of Shadowbringers. He's essentially bringing all of the despair and the hopes of his people onto himself because he's literally one of the last remaining of his people. Um, And so this particular scene takes place right at the end of the final story dungeon before the final boss fight. Um, And this is him kind of gloating his power and kind of acting, um, you know, ho-ho villain-like, but it, it shows the range that he has between anger and celebration and joy and, and, you know, almost maniacalness. Uh, and it's, it's super good. And of course there's some stuff after the clip that I'll expound upon after. So. All right. Do not presume to speak of my future. And you, why waste your final moments in futile defiance? Weary wanderer, you've no fight left to fight, no life left to live. You see, the light will not be denied. Surrender to your fate and let the transformation take you. Rise up in madness and fury. Devour the vermin infesting the land which is rightfully ours. There is something fun about the over-the-top villain. Oh, yeah. Like, like he... He absolutely embraces that role like like for me like like this is gonna probably be in every single one but the like there's always a focus point for me for speeches like this and for me for for the previous one you know it was the when will you start running from the truth uh for this one it was the ringing in his voice of rise up like that just the like in that particular syllable like that just oozes confidence and power and just certainty the likes of which you know a being like him can actually kind of project yeah it, you know you you found yourself both like and like amused at the same time though kind of off put by his delivery yeah like 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 the whole time I first watched this scene, 
I was like, no, this this can't be how it ends. I'm I'm we have to find a way to fight back. This isn't it. I can't let him win. And but you know, through the delivery, you still feel relatively powerless. You I want to win and I want to beat him, but I don't necessarily know how. All I know is I want to. And it's just that delivery really helps bring that kind of helplessness to you as you're as you're going through this scene. Um and and it's one of those like, yeah, it it's it's that it's the slight nuance because he could have went completely over the top ham fisted and be like super, you know, flamboyant about it. Yeah, flamboyant. He could have been like he could have turned the dial all the way to Kefka. But <laughs> that would have I felt that would have detracted from it because then it's like, oh, look at this Joker. Look at how crazy he is. Like he's just that right mix of maniacal while still being centered on the ground. Like, like when his voice kind of goes up a little higher, like you've no fight left to fight. Like, like, you know, you can tell he's mocking you and it's like, wow, I'm the one being made fun of now. What, what the hell? It's, it's just, it's good. There's a reason why he's like the breakout character of the expansion. Oh, absolutely. I I don't know if Square Enix expected him to gather such a following. A rabbit following. I'm I am so so happy that he did because without a doubt, without any contest whatsoever, he is the top villain of Final Fantasy XIV. And it up. takes a fantastic performance to help with that. Exactly. All right, we are going to take a quick break and get a word from our sponsors. And we get back, we will continue with our last few with our last picks. And we would also like to thank one of our major supporters, Gamer vs. Taylor. Gamer vs. Taylor is Las Vegas' first ever school of cosplay and costume craft, offering one-on-one sessions, project parties, and specialty workshops team over at Gamer vs. Taylor take pride in helping fellow cosplayers of all skill levels. Whether it's fabric, accessories, wigs, or makeup, Gamer vs. Taylor has your back. Not only that, but they also run stream races on their Twitch channel, where one member of the team works to finish a game before another member can complete a cosplay related to that game. You can find them at twitch.tv slash Gamer vs. Taylor. That's Gamer vs. Taylor. As well as on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, also Gamer vs. Taylor. And if you're interested in a cosplay aspect, in the cosplay aspect, log on to Gamer vs. Taylor for their address, as well as to book a session of your own. Gamer vs. Taylor. What will you create today? And we're back. So, I, you know, I, I'm pulling Audible here. I'm going to make my last pick go last. So, Antonio, let's you're do, you're gonna pull you're gonna double dip here. What's your final pick? No problem. So, I know we said that this wasn't going to be a top three, but I will say, out of the three that I chose, this one definitely is my top. Hmm. Um, I again, it comes from a game that literally shook 
my view of reality, at least for a little bit after playing it. It's one of those games where you you get finished and, and you just kind of sit there on the couch and you're just like, I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> but uh, I like before I even got to the very final end of this game, um, what I, I got this ending and, and in this ending, there's a particular for- performance um, by nine S in uh final in not five i I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on him itself. Um in in near automata, uh specifically ending D. Uh this is Kyle McCarley uh as 9S during this particular ending, and this is the one where you uh fight as 9S. It is again like you like you were with the boss. I, I feel like I should just let this one play and let his emotions come to the forefront. All right. It doesn't matter. None of this matters! 9X! If it doesn't matter, why do I long for humans like this? Why do I desire the touch of something that no longer exists? It's how we were made. Androids were designed to protect their human masters. Our core programming demands that we... Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Fine, then. I'll just destroy it. <laughs> it all goes away. That will solve everything! Damn it! Wow. My boy, 9S. Has snapped. I, oh God, that, that scene makes me hurt so much. And again, if it isn't uh, painfully obvious, my focus point on this one was uh, him screaming shut up and getting higher and higher pitched. Just because like that madness, that desperation, that pain, just the pain and and then the like the the pain into the the maddening laughter of just just I'll just destroy it all. It, 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 oh. Hearing Kyle's like I, I again again a very commendable performance because as you hear him speaking, you, you hear like the thought process in the character's mind, and you hear you literally hear him come to the conclusion of you know destroy it all, and that's amazing. You you hear that evolution in his thought. Yeah, like you can you can kind of hear the gears ticking, and and honestly, I don't know gears because they're androids. <laughs> Sorry, I I don't know if uh, I I I kind of don't want to know, but I also kind of wish I did. Um, if this was his first take, because like I don't know if he planned that voice squeak near the end of that last shut up, but honestly that voice crack makes it for me whether it was planned or not like just because when you're in that much pain you don't care about your voice cracking a little all that matters to you is getting the emotion out Mm -hmm. and so like i've i've never really used this adjective to describe a performance before but like it was raw it that was, is a that is an apt word to use here in this case. Yeah. Like like 
it's one of those i feel like they didn't even have to give him much direction they were just like all right you're you're in despair and you just you want this other person to be quiet and he just rolled with it and absolutely killed it like out of i know the final ending of of near automata is an emotional gut punch and roller coaster that had me in tears at the end but ending d and this particular performance is the one that will stick with me and, and rightfully so um just that performance alone you get to hear you know i, I you know from the beginning of the game you kind of it starts you, you feel the sense of innocence for 9s and then watching this ending you feel you can't help but feel like a despair you can't help but feel the despair in just seeing someone crack and oh i, I kudos absolutely. to kyle just like the way for that performance yeah i i absolutely cried out like my boy when when during this because he's my boy i love him it hurt <laughs> and you know what if it makes you feel that you know it's good oh yeah speaking of uh emotions though okay so you know my final showcase performances and if same like you like we weren't ranking this but i had to say this is probably my favorite one out of the three has to go to christopher judge as kratos so let's address the elephant in the room first yes christopher judge did replace the original voice actor for kratos um let me just give him a quick shout out real quick I was I was actually going to ask that. I'm like, because I haven't played God of War, well, the the Dad of War. I played the original mm-hmm. God of War and stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I that doesn't sound like his voice, but it could. Yeah, work. he he did take over from Terrence C. Carson. There was a bit of a controversy about that, but here's the thing: like the original trilogy, it, no one could take that away from it. It's a fantastic series. And you really do get a sense of uh, the character of Kratos where he is literally the cause of his own pain. That's like the biggest thread of that series. So let's bring it up to 2018 where we get a new Kratos, one that is trying to, first of all, control his anger, which he struggles with throughout the entire game, and two, is remorseful. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be a big theme here. You get you you see a side of Kratos that you never thought you see. You see a guy who like recognizes like everything that bad that happened is basically my fault. And mm-hmm. I have to live with that and I have to try to atone for that. And so the performance here I wanna really showcase this is near the end of the game where you finally kill Balder, the son of Freya, because he is upset. You, you kill him because he is hell-bent on killing his mother for making him immortal, costing him the ability to feel pain. <laughs> hell-bent. <laughs> <laughs> and Kratos is like, no, nah, dude, we, we gotta end this cycle of revenge. And he's left with no choice but to kill Balder, and Freya is absolutely pissed off. Like, you killed my child. I am gonna rain down agony upon you and does your son even know what you are and that's a trigger where kratos just decides to let it all out and you know what let's just play it Mm -hmm. 
Boy! Listen close. I'm from a land called Sparta. I made a deal with a god that cost me my soul. I killed many who were deserving. And many who were not. I killed my father. That was your father in hell. Is this what it is to be a god? Is this how it always ends? Sons killing their mothers? Their fathers? No. We will be the gods we choose to be. Not those who have been. Who I was is not who you'll be. We must be better. Oh, chills. That gravelly voice just gets me every time. Like, I know there's a lot of controversy about it, but honestly, like, again, I haven't played that of war and I'm not like super like obsessed with the original God of Wars. I liked them and they were fun, but I kind of feel like the voice actor change was necessary. Acceptable. Yeah, like necessary because. The original God of War was, like you said, all about revenge. This is a completely different take on it. This is a complete shift in gear. And yeah, you could have had the original voice actor do it, but I almost feel like the change in voice actor is literally a change in mindset, which is where he's at in this game. It's a reflection of what the, the Kratos character is, is now. Mm-hmm. And you you feel again in that performance in that like little segment alone you you get a full range of emotion you get the the first like kind of like self how was the word justification where he you know I killed many who deserve it and almost like instantly you get the realization like the regret like and many who did not deserve it mm-hmm. like where else can you hear such a great like you know like just like um. Just like with the 9S one, you hear that shift in emotion and the thought process and the thinking of the character. I mean, wow. As, as I, he reflects through his 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 sins. Three games. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. literally he goes through like the his entire series in a few in like a minute. Mm -hmm. And what and, he learned from it. Yeah, and and like one of the things I, I think is like as he was saying that, like I killed many who were deserving. Like mentally, I'm like, I know what he's gonna he's, he's gonna say, and many who are not. And I'm like, I'm just waiting for it. And then he said it, and even even though I expected it, and this was on my first listen, just because you know, sometimes you know how some of these speeches go. Mm -hmm. The delivery on it, just the shift of like I killed many who were deserving, and then the the voice lower just into the somber of like, like you said he realizes the weight of his actions it it definitely comes through mm -hmm. there is like predictability does not mean bad automatically like mm -hmm. if you, even if you know what's happening like as long as the performance is good or you know 
it's delivered well and it's a believable and it's a logical step, you can still enjoy it. That's why I enjoy wrestling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, tropes are there for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. they're not there mm-hmm. because they're bad or to make fun of a series. They're there because they're just staples of literature and storytelling. So yeah, with this game, I cannot wait to see where Sony Santa where Sony Santa Monica goes next with the series. You know, that's definitely going to be. I know I wasn't a big fan of the original God of War series, but this made me the biggest fan, and I cannot wait to follow it onto the next console generation. Because mm-hmm. I'm certain the next game is going to be on PS5. Maybe we'll maybe we'll hear something at the Game Awards. Maybe who knows? Maybe by the time uh, this airs, something will happen. I doubt it, but you never know. Mm-hmm. But listener, we want to hear from you. Like, what are your favorite voice acting performances? Who do you we who do you feel that we snubbed? Who do who do you think oh, is God, underrated? Oh God, you're that kind of words. <laughs> I want that kind of words. I want us. I want people talking to us about that stuff. And I mean, if you right. want. Yeah, I want your. I want to. We not only do I want, we demand to hear from you guys. So let <laughs> us know your favorite performances by emailing us at ngpluspodcast at gmail.com. That's ngpluspodcast at gmail.com. Or, you know, this is this might be easier for a few people. Hit us up on our socials. Antonio, hit it. Go, go with it. All right. You can uh, find me on Twitch streaming at twitch.tv slash AKL Trifecta. You can also find me on Twitter and on Facebook, also AKL Trifecta. And you can find me on twitch.tv slash the Perpetual Player One, on Twitter as Perpetual Player, and on Facebook as the Perpetual Player One. Guys, you know, and if you guys like what we do, please leave us a comment, a thumbs up, a five star rating. It will really help us grow. And until the next episode, guys, go out there, go do amazing things. And we'll be here when you get back. Bye, everybody. Take care.